0: Welcome back to the Girls Talk Ag podcast, Plowing Through the Manure Online. Um, Barring a bear attack, I should actually get this episode edited this week, and you should have two podcasts in a row.
1: Did you knock on wood?
0: Uh, I don't have any wood in here right now. Yeah, here we go. Knock on this fake particle board. However, let's put
1: in the disclaimer.
0: Yeah, we have to, obviously.
2: That we don't always record... And post right away. So
0: apparently, um, yeah, some people get confused. Even though you say three different times that it is today, July twenty fifth, um, they still think that 25th. you're recording when you put it out or whatever it was. We, I mean, it took me a good month to epi- uh, edit that last podcast, so, which is why we're here
1: today because life happens. Yeah. Yes,
0: and we want to talk about life. Happening. Our right? Because.
2: Our opinions and how we feel about things.
1: Because <laughs> this Second, is our podcast.
0: <laughs> Second disclaimer we're not here um, to please anyone unless you start paying some advertising dollars. So if your butt hurt by a comment, put it in your diary. <laughs>
1: Slap on your helmet and write in
0: your diary. Right. We do care a little, um, but not a lot. It depends. Depends on what we say. I mean, obviously, we're not perfect. We've probably said some things in the past that might have even offended us had we been listening to each other talk. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, so it's our podcast and it, it doesn't always come out quickly. You're cause... along
1: for the ride and we love you. But yes, it's we our do. Podcast. Hugs
0: and kisses. Hugs yes. and kisses, most of you anyway. But yeah, if you want a podcast that's made primarily just to please you, we can give you a list of a couple.
1: Um.
0: Anyway, now that that's out of the way, life. So where
1: have we been all summer?
0: Oh, where have we been? Where have you guys been? Know, right? Where have I been? How is it August?
1: Swimming,
2: soccer, t-ball, painting, dance, tumbling. I don't know.
0: What have the girls been doing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just, a, well, free you've free been free. I'm just a chauffeur That's all I am I don't know why
0: We talked about that The last episode I think Where we were just like Our life no longer runs On our schedule
2: If somebody wants to make A lot of money They need to figure out An Uber for other people's children
0: <laughs> Ooh I
2: think
1: grandmas, like all the grandmas should get together and do that. I mean, they could have like grandma's Uber for little kids.
0: Right. And then you'd feel okay about it. That would be nice. That's why I am petrified at the idea of someone else driving my kid around right now, though. Like yesterday was a big life, like a milestone for mommy because I let I had a doctor's appointment and I needed to take some stuff to the local like Goodwill. And Colton happened to be really ticked that I was leaving. So I was like, hey, Kaylee, sitter gal, uh, do you want to come with? And while I'm at the doctor's appointment, you can run this stuff to the care team. And she's like, sure. And then I thought to myself, the entire time they were gone, she's driving my kid. She's you know, like... <laughs> And so they'll
1: come, they'll come the day when you'll pay people to drive. I know. It was um, like
2: we had early on, we had college age girls and they drove when we lived in Bloomington, Molly drove Bristol to the children's museum. You know, we live out here, Hannah or Haley takes them to Morton for some lessons or whatever. And now I'm like, I have high schoolers that can't drive them. And I'm just like, I, I yeah. don't know what to do now. I was so spoiled. And now I'm just like, uh, now I need an Uber. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Now you're stuck. And honest to God, especially if you work from home, everyone assumes that you don't work.
1: (laughs) Even your kids sometimes. Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. Your kids are the worst Your kids and spouse, I think. Like I found that outside strangers are more respectful of me having a job than my family. Oh, that's cute. You say you work. That's nice. Let me know when you can um, take care of this errand for me. (laughs) That's kind of the story of my life. But... So the season of change. And here we are. We're almost to the end of August. It's school starts. We've had we have college students beginning their life in college. Jen. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Is Emily going to be okay that we're talking about her? Hi, Emily. She'll be
1: fine. I don't know if she'll listen or not. She might now that she does Now that she's (laughs) away, I don't know. She's one of those kids I'm like, that drives me insane. And she knows it. And I drive her insane. But now that she's gone, I'm like, wait, wait, come back. You're like
0: me and my mom, me and my mom are the same way. We can't live together and we can't, I mean, it's hard enough when she can't comes out to Iowa to visit, like I'm so excited for her to come out by the second day. I'm so ready for her maybe to take some time But then by the third day, the idea of them leaving the next day breaks me out in hives because I can't, I'm like, don't leave me. I need you here. And I'm 36 years old, but yeah, we can definitely, I drive her nuts because I'm okay with clutter. Like I'm like, as long as it's an organized pile of chaos, like it sits, you know, I don't care if it's six foot tall. It's, I know that if I need something, I could dig through that pile of shit and find it. She can't handle that. So like when she comes to my house, like she's like, "Do you just want me to clean your office for you?" I'm like, "God, no. No. Don't do that."
1: I and well, please don't. Tell me. Yeah,
0: just do not. I have a, you know, and when I go to her house, I just leave shit on her counter and you can tell her eye twitches by like. But honest to God, like to be away from her for an extended period of time, I'm like, "I need my mommy." Um and so I can totally understand that. Like we could stab each other if we were to spend too much time together, but the minute she's like not there, I'm like, could you just come back, please? I so I feel you guys. To
2: yeah, Lou a couple of weeks ago, and literally it was like a version of Jen, just yeah. exactly <laughs> the stuff she said and how she term the terminology she used. I was just like, oh my gosh, it was so funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. She, I, I've never talked to her. I've just seen her. Um, comments <laughs> on social media. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, there's Jen's little one, you know? So, and so, yeah. So dropping her off was a very difficult thing, obviously. How yeah. far is she from home?
1: And she's only, she's only an hour and a half from home. I mean, I sent Casey seven hours from home and that was hard. Cause she was, she was the yeah. first and you know, but Casey was totally, I can do this. You know, Casey's very goal oriented yeah. E- emmy lou god lover i just need four years i need four years she wants to be a teacher the goal is her own classroom and i have to keep telling her and myself that the goal is your own yeah. classroom yeah you know so but actually you know it's funny with cell phones now it was this way with casey too i mean we can talk every day it's not a big deal you know when i was in college you had to use the phone on the wall and long oh distance yeah and, does she have a
2: car yeah she can come home and so, she us?
1: so she, yes, yeah, she did take her truck up. We let her take her truck up and, um, you know, told her she, you know, she, you can come home if you want. I mean, not everybody's comfortable, you know, staying campus. on campus.
0: I did not fit in at all.
1: And now Chris is like, you need to be gone six full weeks. So you get accustomed to it. I'm no. like, dude, my child ain't staying right? away six weeks. I don't know who you yeah. think you are, but you got no well, right.
2: See, I was only there about a week and I got really, really sick. Ugh. And, uh, I had to go home for a couple of days. I mean, I was like deathly ill. Um, but yeah, yeah. but I loved, I loved college.
0: I probably loved college. a So little you bit taught much. something there wasn't a cream for. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I didn't. You know, but and, and I think she's going to be good. Yeah. I think she's totally going to be good. I just think you gotta you know, find the right people starting. Yeah. Over, it's yeah. We're she and I are very... We like the safety of our own mm-hmm. home. Introverts, yeah, you know. Yeah, but she'll find her little niche you know, there
2: and she'll you know feel at home she and will. she'll be fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, I struggled. I did not. I did not really find a niche, but I don't think I have a niche, like, anywhere anyway because I am You're very in introverted. niche, Angie. I am, yes. You guys you know. are my homies, but, like, I can handle, like, two people. Like, but that's about... You know what states, I mean? That's how I was. <laughs> like, yeah, I just... I can't, I'm ready. You know, I, that's been my biggest struggle is all, and like we talked about before, it's just continues to be a struggle of mine where I'm just like, that's cool. I don't need any friends, but thanks. You know, like I want to make friends. Like <laughs> Part of me is like, I need friends. And then I get people that are like, Hey, come do this. And I'm like, or, or,
1: that's why the friends in your phone oh, are no. so awesome because they're there, yeah. but they're not yeah. there. Yeah, Carl
0: still doesn't get that. He's like, <laughs> I don't understand Twitter because, like, I'll talk about people by their first name, and he's like, "Who?" And I'll say, then I have to say their handle, and he's still like, "No, I don't know yeah. them."
1: I'm like, "You don't know them, right?" I'm like, "Dude, yeah." Carl, exactly. Get with it.
0: He's just like, I don't, I don't like Twitter that much, and I'm like, "Well,
1: <sighs> Carl's wrong
0: always." So yeah, college for me was rough. I went I was the same. I was like an hour and fifteen. I liked it. Like don't get me wrong. Like I really kind of hit my stride, like my sophomore year and had a fun time. But um mm,
1: I flunked out, so I didn't I, was, so you had fun. Was I had so much, much fun it was, I had found another place
2: to
0: let me go two more years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Karen's like, No, I don't wanna be in the real world. But it's
2: so funny. Me, Just, I was like,
0: How do I get out I mean, of here? I mean, it's so
2: funny to look back on that and you know I don't know. I had one friend send me a text and he's like, Oh, I was in a magazine or something. And I'm like, can you believe they put that drunk girl on the magazines?
0: <laughs> right. That girl that was always wasted and telling people what she I thought. I wasn't
2: always wasted. I um, didn't drink on cause... Wednesdays or Sundays ever. So I had some control. <laughs> Are you Catholic?
0: So, you had some
2: control. <laughs> Wednesdays and
0: Sundays. Those were the days well, of worship. Well, no
2: Wednesdays was country line dancing night and I refused and by the time I got to Sunday, I just couldn't function anymore. I, I couldn't
0: anymore. <laughs> That's awesome. That is hilarious, Karen. Yeah, no. For me, I and I actually I went to a small liberal arts school for like two and a half years, and then I transferred a year and a half for the last year and a half to another small liberal arts school that was closer to home. Where I didn't move back to my parents' house. Like when I moved out at eighteen, I was like, peace. <laughs> And I never looked back, you know, but I liked being around my old friends because a lot of my friends didn't go anywhere. Like they went to, you know, local community colleges or just got jobs, like had stuff where they were skilled labor or something. So a lot of my friends from school never really left. And so it was kind of like, well, I want to be back there. I don't want to be making new friends. I like these (laughs) friends. And so that was my problem. Why would anyone want more friends? I'll just keep these ones. They're easy. I know them already, you know, kind of deal. So that's what I did. Uh, and then as soon as I graduated, like, it, my, I was like, now it's time to work and be an adult. I can't wait. I can literally remember saying that to my mom. I just can't wait until I can be, like, an adult. And now I'd love to smack that girl. I'm
1: still not. I still Ugh. don't want to be an adult.
0: I'm done adulting, so... So Jen's off to college and Karen's got kindergarten.
2: Yes. Although sometimes it mine ex like she's going to college, but yeah. So we've had to have a <laughs> lot of discussions about, dramatic. you know, what you should. Today in the car, we talked about how we don't use words that mommy uses just because mommy uses them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it is true. Karen's the cursor. We got again, it.
2: You know, we've talked about, you know, keeping your hands to yourself and different things and how she's worried. She thinks she has to go there and sit in her seat the entire time. <laughs> and she she's worried about oh, that. I'm like, no, you yeah. will get up. And blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, we had kindergarten orientation on Monday night. So they walked us through, you know, how they do the behavior and how they highlight things. Yeah. and. You know, they gave us how they're teaching to write now. And that's how we're supposed to show them. I'm like, well, it's a little bit too late. She kind of already knows. (laughs) I'm like, you can't teach her how to write if she already learned one way. So
0: why are they switching this stuff? Like, what is, is it just to make parents feel extra stupid? Like, okay, we introduced the internet so you can question everything you do. But now we're also going to completely redo the entire system of schooling that we've been doing for the last 50 years. Like did Japan show, show us something that we didn't, you know, cause that's who we're chasing after. Right. Is like these other more educated, better educated countries. Like did they determine that writing like freaking backwards was better? Like well, these, what are they doing? I can only imagine. Way where
2: it's like all one stroke. So you take your, your hand, your pencil off the paper the least amount of times and it's supposed to help them. Well, if- be able to cursive write better but last i heard they weren't teaching them cursive so i don't know
1: i didn't think they were teaching cursive writing anymore yeah so that's what i was gonna say so. yeah.
2: and then the other thing she said is you know um the way we teach math may not be the way you learned math but it's still a way to learn and i thought oh my god
1: oh is that that common core math i don't know what i did want to ask <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll be honest. When my kids needed help with math, we showed them how we did it. And if the teacher didn't like it, I said, F- it, I can't help it. That's how I learned math.
2: I was, I was <laughs> fine all the way up through trig, but you say the word calculus and I cower and hide. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I, Derivatives, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Don't get it. Never will.
1: I don't. Know. Yeah. That whole new learning thing. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just glad my kids are past that. I remember dropping Casey off at kindergarten and we went to meet the teacher night and we were sitting there. And of course, you know, your first kid. So Chris was with me. I don't think he went to the other two, Um, (laughs) but um, the teacher stood up there and of course we took naps in kindergarten. I went to half day kindergarten and and we took a nap. I'm like, Dude, it was only half day and we had to have a nap. And here they're making my, my kids did, did go to half day kindergarten. But the teacher said, now, by the time the end of the year comes, your child will be able to read. And I'm thinking about my child and I'm poking Chris and laughing. My kid ain't going to be reading by the end of kindergarten. And um, she was, I was amazed. I'm not gonna Yeah.
0: Lie. Now they expect them to read going into kindergarten. Well, they said that kindergarten is
1: the
2: new first grade. It's kind of how it was Yeah. Been, so. Good grief.
0: Yeah. Like you're supposed to have like right now with Colton, you know, cause we're, we do a lot of the early access stuff. He's got delays, you know, with speech and, and stuff like that, which we totally expected. But, um, like the shit that they expect him to know how to do it, like 27 months is ridiculous. Like I want to be like, okay, so is he supposed to also be paying the household bills <laughs> And explaining um, compound right. interest rates to me, like, and I get, you know, what we're trying to accomplish and everything like that. But I really struggle with it now that we're, I'm entering into the education system where it's like, you know, everyone really learns different. And you would think with as aware, quote unquote, aware as we are of like different people's ability to excel and and other people's legs and you know what i mean it's like we're more understanding right. of someone not being certain of their gender than we are about them not understanding how math works at the age of seven,
1: exactly you know? that's true we are we it's have to be so super weird. yeah but that you have to learn the same way as every other kid does in your yeah. 500 class well school. that's luckily and and if, if you don't Russell,
2: her class only has 13 it's the smallest class that that teacher has had in 16 years so nice That's
0: really nice though. And
2: I, and I'm with her, I'm glad that it is going to be a little bit more advanced just because I was afraid that she was going to get bored because when she gets bored, she gets destructive.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and with a smaller class, they'll be able to like, if she wants to do more, you know, I am thankful for that,
2: but you know, I suppose it's my fault because when they were little, they didn't hang out with other kids, their age, they hung out with college girls. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So I well, mean, even when I go. took the three-year-old so know how to party yeah, too.
2: when I took the three-year-old to the children's museum for class, I dropped the two-year-old off at the sorority house. <laughs> so right,
0: right, <laughs> nice. That's why I mean, I We was. had great babysitters, but still, yeah. Chug it, chug <laughs> it. Boy, isn't that cute? I think that's her first sentence. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. So, and that's with Colton, you know, he's with me. Like he spends time, like last night we had dinner with a friend of the family or whatever and, uh, or a friend of Carl's anyway, but <laughs> I guess a friend of Carl's is a friend of mine. Um, and uh, so he sat and had dinner and he just kept saying, he's so good. I can't get over how good he is. He's just sat here and he's been good. And I'm like, well, that's what he's done since he was born. Yeah. You know what I mean, like. He's, he started, his first flight was when he was two months and his first speaking gig was, you know, the next day, like where I was talking and he hung out and honest to God, if he is around me, he does not care, which is sad and awesome all at the same time. Like, I'm like, okay, you're two, you know, two and a third, like, let's get to where we're kind of, you know a little bit more independent. Could you be? And he's like, you mean you want me to crawl further up your ass? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it is right now. And I love it. And I, at the same time, I'm going to be sad. Like, I know it's only going to be a matter of time before like he's going to be in kindergarten or going to college and I'm going to miss it. But there's times when I'm like, okay, honey, uh, mom's going to go to the doctor now by herself, (laughs) you know, but. So it's always a good time. I
2: kind of what? I go back and forth. She starts on Friday. And so I'm kind of super sad, but then I'm kind of feel like I might push her out the door too.
0: <laughs> right. So. Fly, little yeah. bird.
1: That's totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. Totally normal. That's,
0: and that yeah, it always makes me feel better to know the other moms feel the same way too. Like you said, where you're going to be devastated, but you're also going to be like, all right, you know, don't let the door hit you in the ass. <laughs> I love you, honey. That's what I said yesterday to Colton. <laughs> He's on the phone. With a customer at least who understands. And he was just being a butthole. Like he was just like mad about life. And uh, so I hand him an applesauce. I'm like, here, eat this applesauce and quit your bitching. <laughs> and my customer just I'm yeah. like, he didn't hear me say that. Okay, he probably heard me say that. And I shouldn't say things. But we'll just have that speech on the way to kindergarten. Exactly. Don't say the words mommy uses. And it'll be good. So, so yeah. Uh, for me, my kids are not doing anything spectacular, but we, the Setzers, are hitching our wagon and uh, heading back East. Woohoo! Yeah. Right. <laughs> Woohoo! Is exactly. Right. I said that a while ago. Um, I could never understand how anyone would purposefully settle in Iowa. And someone said that we're just here. Cause this is where our family's oxen died. And ah. then we realized you could grow things after the fact like, Oh, we can grow really cool corn. So we're going to stay put. And I don't know. I'm really happy and really sad at the same time. How's that? Same thing as like the kindergarten.
2: When I, yeah, yeah I mean, when I left Iowa, natural. I felt
0: like I got paroled.
2: Really? That's funny. <laughs> well. I just I don't know. I always felt like if you weren't from Iowa, you weren't really not that you weren't welcomed, but you kind of still knew that you shouldn't be there. I don't know. It was really weird, but yeah. No, I completely. I missed. I would. I missed Hy-Vee, but now we have one here. And I missed Garcias on Twenty Second Street, but it's not open anymore anyway. So, I'm still searching for the best taco salad ever.
0: I never got that luxury of being like in Des Moines, which was part of what I didn't like. Like I, I'm from a small town. I grew up in a small town. You know what I mean? Like I lived in a small town for a long time. Isn't that like I'm singing a John Cougar Mellencamp song right now? (laughs) But um, and then where I live is but where the the property that I own we own now because we're married yay but what I owned before uh, Carl and I got hitched um you know it's 35 acres but it so it's quiet it sits across from a dairy farm it's got farms on all sides basically it'll never be you know but Aww. it is 15 minutes from Lansing like. Aww. Yeah, I've got two Meyer, you know, Charlotte, where my office is, has a Meyer and a Walmart and every single fast food restaurant, pizza place. You know what I mean? Like all of these opportunities of things that, you know, whatever you might need. And then Lansing is on the other side of me, 15, 20 miles. And I just never got used to being so like what you say about, you know, if you're not from Iowa, you don't really fit in. It's even worse if you're not from whatever small town you might live in at least yeah. in like Des Moines they're kind of used to like you outsiders taking yeah, their jabs I
2: was lucky that one of my friends from college moved there about six weeks before I did
0: but oh we nice didn't Know yeah. it
2: until like a month and a half after we'd both moved and another friend was like hey do you guys know your phone numbers have the first six digits they're the same and we're like what 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 okay yeah so yeah
0: And that's, that would be cool to have somewhat, you know, I don't know. I just never really met anyone out and I did, I met a lot of really awesome, like there's farmers that I'm sad that, you know, and I spoke for ISU and did market to market and I'll still do market to market on occasion when I travel back and, you know, stuff like that. Like those people I genuinely have enjoyed, but I missed being around my family. Um, We're very, very close knit. So like to be an hour, like I was talking about, you know what I mean? Like, to be an hour for my parents to have my dad be able to come down, like we've got some daycare stuff I need his help with. I have a couple different speaking engagements, you know, right when the new sitter's getting started, and I'm not really comfortable yet with being like, "All right, well, I'll be back in ten hours." You know, <laughs> here's my kid. Um, my dad's gonna come down. Yeah.
1: Are you still gonna work from um, home?
0: Yes. Yeah. So I get like the best of both worlds. Like. Right. I'll be able to go in. I'm going to do some peer groups with my Michigan farmers where I have groups of farmers that are buddies. They either buy seed from the same guy or, you know, something like that. So we're going to start doing like monthly meetings or bi-monthly meetings where we kind of just get together and chit chat about what's going on. And, and, you know, just I'm really excited to be back, but I'm kind of sad to I am still I'm kind of sad to leave. So you're
2: still working the same job. You'll just be doing it back in Michigan. Yes.
0: Yes. Carl's the one that's switching jobs. He's going to manage an elevator out there. Okay. So...
2: See, when I left <laughs> Iowa, I could still work with my Iowa growers. I just drive back and forth now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'll still talk to everyone out here if they want to, but it won't be like... Like, I've been doing some ISU, like, Tuesday night classes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where, like, in this, the winter time this past winter, I did four classes in February that was fun i'm not gonna do that now you know um i'm gonna miss like the the production agriculture side of being out in iowa because it is pretty cool to see like i'm not gonna lie we don't have you know three thirty whatever row planters work in a field if we're behind in michigan that just doesn't work that way you know we don't have the land to do it um so it's different. It's, it's going to be different to see, but I'm I'm going to be so glad to be back to where I can see my trade territory, too, because that's been really a challenge for me of being like, OK, so what does the crop look like? Well, one person you ask who may be a drama queen is, you know, oh, my God, it's the worst crop I've ever seen. I don't know what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. And then the next person you ask, you're like, it's probably average, maybe slightly below. You know what I mean? So it's nice to be able to actually see it with my eyeballs versus having someone else tell me. So I'm really looking forward to that part, too. Yeah. Yeah. So.
2: And we all know that you're looking forward to the sweet corn. Mm.
0: Michigan sweet corn, yes, because Iowa sweet corn tastes like field corn. It's gross. (laughs) (laughs) That's just so funny. (laughs) Are you
1: buying actual sweet corn, though? I think so.
0: I don't know. Every time you turn around, there's some sort of like roadside stand of people with sweet corn, and Carl's like, Oh, that sweet corn's the best. You got to get it. And I cook it. And I'm like, this is glorified field corn, man. This is.
2: <laughs> they have
0: little bags underneath.
2: Oh, it's that Michigan girl. They pull it out. Yeah. Give her the bad stuff.
0: Let's be with right her. That, so. I heard her bitching about it on Twitter. So
2: she no longer gets any good stuff. Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I am like, and I, I don't know. I'm trying to be nice, but, um, I can't.
1: <laughs> it's just you know, a difference in uh-huh. taste. Home is always best. I mean, and it doesn't matter where your home is. It's still the best. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly it. Like, um, for me, my home is the best. Like, I didn't realize it was like my my heart, my... You know what I Like, I always kind of was like, oh, it's just a place. Like, this place that I bought, though, is like what I always dreamed of owning. You know what I mean? So I bought it for right. six years ago. And I got really lucky so yeah, it's going to be an adventure. Um, I'm picking up a lot of other stuff, like because so, Carl's switching jobs, so he does a lot of commentary and stuff like that. So I'm picking up a lot of his commentary, which is weird um, to me. Like I guess maybe they they won't realize that it's a different setter other than I'm a lot more positive than he <laughs> is when it comes to markets. So they might catch on to that one, but. But yeah, so that's my change in the world. And part of the reason that we're all so damn busy, right, is like (laughs) it's a lot to do, especially when you just did it literally three years ago. Right. Like I was going through all of this shit three years ago just in the opposite direction to come out here. Like we'll be short of me living out here for three years by like 10 days.
1: Oh, wow. (laughs) <laughs>
0: so everyone will be like, you can't hack it. I'll be like, you're right.
1: I can't. I said
0: that one day. I was talking about it long before we even knew we were gonna move. I was talking about pioneer women, and I'm like, yeah, I'd have been on a train back to Boston like two weeks after living out here. I'd have been like, see ya, Jebediah, me and our eighteen kids are going back to mom and dad's in Boston. Like I'm not <laughs> living in this grass hut. So yeah. So that's what's shaking in in, in my world anyway. Right now, I guess. So, anything else on your guys' side you want to talk about with our seasons of change?
1: Well, I think we're just basically telling everyone why we've been in MIA. Yeah. Because they care, you know, right? I mean, everyone cares. I had
2: about two us. gentlemen at our meeting last week asked me if we were going to be putting any out anymore, um, and I, they also asked me if I was concerned that of our demographics seem to be old white men. <laughs> So, hi, Stan. Hi, Mike. <laughs> or young right. bitchy women.
1: Yeah. Can I say that? Yeah, or you can say whatever you want.
0: It's our Vicky podcast.
2: Women. We like young yeah. men because they don't complain like some of the other ones.
1: <laughs> right. 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 No, yes. I, think, I think we're totally getting back on track. I think that it's it's been a, an interesting summer for sure. And, and I figured out how to record from the tractor much easier wow. now, So,
0: Did you figure that I out? I did.
1: I did. I figured it out.
0: That is awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I just am kind of wrapping stuff up. I feel myself extra bitchy though. Do you feel that way? way
1: I always feel that way. I just yeah,
0: I have a general baseline bitchiness. Yeah, I feel the same. I'm I'm tired. I said told my doctor yesterday, I'm like, I need weight loss, like I need drugs. (laughs) And she's like, what? And I'm like, I need some sort of like stimulant to like get me rocking and rolling, and something that makes me not want to eat. And she's like, okay, so we'll uh, see the next time we podcast how that works. I need, I might be speed. like on crack, <laughs> right? And that's what I was like. Can you just, can we just go back to the '80s here? Do you guys prescribe cocaine? I- <laughs> Wondering, yeah. but
1: can I just take a look at your drug list and choose something?
0: Right, exactly. and I'm not, is is this this I need, need it crime?
1: forever,
2: but you know, I need it for a little while.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I said. I'm like, I just need something. I'm tired. I feel tired. I'm like, and I still am carrying this 30 pounds of Colton weight that's not Colton weight, it's fried pickle weight because <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, I'm going to go on a diet. And then I'm like, ooh, cake. Okay. So. That's that was fun on that side, but but yeah, I think we're get. I mean, we're gonna get back on track. That's the plan. We are working on moving in a different direction with our podcast affiliation. I guess we could yep. say that, right? I mean, we won't. Make I, I think we can anytime. Well, we will as soon as we're given the green light. I don't know. I always feel like I'm like, you sure you want us? <laughs> have, have you listened to the we?
1: Talk. Have you heard us?
0: About coffee enemas (laughs) in like other things. I think we did we make a steamer joke not long ago? I don't know. I am really uncertain. Like the other day, I was on uh, a radio show, like WGN radio, and he's like, Well, would you like to talk about your podcast? And I'm like, That depends. Is your audience made up of little old ladies? <laughs> <laughs> we may just want to pretend there isn't one. I'm scared <laughs> to share. So, but that's the plan. Once we get back to Michigan and kids are back in school and life is good, how are the crops looking? Speaking of it being August, I mean, we haven't touched base on that are you in a sure while. It's
1: August? How and are it things in like, your neck of the woods? It words, looks like
2: yeah? it's like September.
0: Right, it's October first, based on the. I corn. think,
1: I think, uh, I think harvest is going to be early. Um, I think we talked earlier that everything looked about two weeks ahead of time. Now we had some heat that I think kind of set us back, but yeah. I think we're still ahead of time. Okay. We have a lot
2: of guys. It's raining. By Labor way. day, we'll be in the now,
1: field. The, oh yeah, I think I think it'll be it'll be close around here if we're not already in the field. So
2: part of the problem around really? here, if you drive around on the roadways, you can see what was like yellow spots a week or two ago is like large portions of the field. That's just dying. So yeah. Really?
1: Oh yeah. We don't, we haven't started. I think our stocks down at the bottom are starting to brown up a little bit and things are starting, but um, our beans are still really green around here. Beans are like still I really said, green. Now, yeah. We, you know, we rec- we're recording this today. I don't know when we're releasing it, but it's raining right now. We could use, I think rain will be nice.
0: Really? We have, it's been a while for us. We have not had much in the way of rain here as of late in northern Iowa. Like, we got an inch, I think, a week and a half ago, and that was the most rain that we had had since the end of June.
2: I've had 1.3 inches this month. So, for the month of August up till the 15th, but it's been really hot here, too. So,
0: yeah. I worry. I wonder. I mean, a year ago, we did the USDA. You know, remember we talked about it and I was like, it's okay. Uh, the USDA's maybe right. Yada, yada, yada. This year, I'm like, that's straight bullshit. That's how <laughs> I feel. Yeah.
1: Last year, I had to apologize to the USDA. Yeah. So I, I you know. I mean, it's not,
2: it's not a disaster crop, but it's not the record crop that we had last year. Just there haven't been enough things that have gone right for us across the huge area like we had last
1: year. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, I'm not expecting heat, a disaster. He really set us back. I think the heat was hard. The
2: heat in May really pushed us along fast. And I just don't think the times that we cooled off after that could slow it back down.
0: Well, I have had a couple different people and I tend to like to listen. I mean, obviously to you and and John, for sure. and But I also really enjoy having conversations with people that focus on like the yield contests, the high yielding, you know, Mm -hmm. because those people are in love with figuring out how to maximize their yields. Therefore, they know every single thing like oh, a mouse farted in this sector of the field on June 16th. <laughs> Therefore, my yield on that area is going to be down 10%. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. know. And the one thing that if each and every one of them have told me is that actually having a good-looking plant doesn't necessarily mean that you have a good-looking product. Like
2: Correct. Right, it's true. (laughs) Although ugly beans usually end up well, but ugly, you know, good-looking corn does not always mean it's good.
0: Yeah, like, that's what, especially corn that grew like it did. So, like, when everyone was so excited about spray-painting their corn and seeing how quick it grew like they said that that's actually detrimental like to right the problem ended up being
2: that the corn the corn was trying to grow so fast that it literally just could not pull up enough of the nutrients it needed at the time and so we're seeing a lot of tip back on ears a lot of aborted kernels um not to say that there aren't some really good ears out there, because there there are several that are larger in girth than what they were last year, but that's not as widespread.
0: So. Yeah, and sometimes girth is better than length, but...
2: <laughs> I really but, hated to yeah, say that, and then I was like, said. what else, how else am I going to put it? <laughs> so, I need better terminology,
0: right? <laughs> I need non-inappropriate yeah. terminology, please. Um, And so
2: seed kernel depth is going to be an issue this year. You know, last year we had, you know, 63 to 65,000 kernels per bushel. And a normal year, it's like 73 to 75. And on a bad year, it can approach 80 or more. So I think that's kind of that's what the USDA hasn't been able to nail down yet is what that's going to be. And that will affect overall yield.
0: Yeah, yeah the weight wide. and depth of the ears, right? So you can have a boatload of ears, but that doesn't mean that you have a bolt load of yield simply because your weight or right. the...
2: Or you can have really big ears, but if it's mostly cob, that makes a difference too. So there's yeah. a lot of stuff to be figured out. And you figure, you know, a very significant portion of your actual yield comes in the last 20 or so days before black layer. Okay. And... You know last year we were in cooler temperatures and so that kind of stretched out and we had a longer um grain fill period whereas this year with the heat it's going to end up being shorter and so that's going to have an effect too and and that isn't necessarily measurable i mean people can speculate what it's going to do but i mean that's kind of where we're teetering to you know really nail down what this crop looks like
0: now question um for you There was a conversation on Twitter the other day with a market analyst and a farmer. And the farmer was trying to make it clear to the market analyst that dent does not mean that the crop is finished. Do you agree or do you think?
2: Black layer. Black yeah. layer is when it's finished.
0: So, and that was. And then it
2: dries down after that. So, so it was
0: a really interesting conversation that I had with the farmer on the side. Cause I'm like, I'm not, it's, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, obviously I'm not going to try to get involved because I'm smart enough to know when I don't know something and I don't know that, but he was like, yeah, the crop's done at Dent. And the other, the farmer was like, no, it's not like you still have 10% give or take basically of production capabilities in that ear, depending on the conditions. And so it's not done. And they're, Oh yeah, it's done.
2: And no, he was very
0: frustrated. <laughs> yeah. So Dent I think R5. Yeah. So yeah.
2: So Colonel, yeah. So that's and physiological maturity is R6.
0: Okay. So just to clarify, which I know this person's not going to hear anything that I have to say, at all market analyst person. Um, Dent does not mean the crop is done. So there seems to be this idea and it's always so funny to me to watch. Like when people, we talk about staying in lanes, like we've had this conversation and I'm totally cool with someone who wants to learn outside of their specific career path. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have an issue if a meteorologist wants to understand agronomy. I don't have an issue if an agronomist wants to understand how meteorology affects, you know what I mean, how weather conditions affect or learning about inversions and stuff like that. Like, I don't have an issue if a market analyst wants to learn all of it. But I have an issue when someone who doesn't, that's not their field of expertise likes to like assert That they are the expert. I believe I had a
2: tweet about this. I said there were a lot of agronomic experts on Twitter and I suggested that they possibly take the online basic agronomy class from Purdue or another avenue in which to brush up and actually have credentials to back up their expertise (laughs) viewing. So Yeah, I mean I can learn about weather, but I'm not gonna go give a lecture on weather. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna do that. But I'm not, you know, I'm not going to let some market person act like they know agronomy and say stuff that's not correct. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, that's what frustrates me. Like, I, mean, I you you're an economist. You can't make
2: science follow your narrative. It is what it is. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. And you shouldn't ignore evidence. Right. You know, to either. Of you know, I don't know. I just feel like so many times we get so caught up in, well, this is my opinion, and then we want to, con- you know, like confirm our bias and blah, blah, blah. But my absolute favorite though is people who assert their I'm well, the expert. I hate when people call me an expert because it, I don't, I just don't think in, in agriculture there really is such a thing as an expert because it's a growing, changing. Well, an
2: expert is just somebody who lives more than 50 miles away from you. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's true.
1: Exactly, and and stating your right. You yeah. have just, opinions, but there's
2: still it, scientific facts that your opinion cannot change. <laughs> yeah, no matter it how is. much you will it to. <laughs> right. This instance and like, was And just when I so say creepy. so, I'm not trying to make the market, you know, follow me or move. I'm just saying that, you know, as an agronomist, this is what I see.
0: Oh yeah. I love when people try to say that, though. Well, you're just trying to move the market. Do you think that if I had that capability, I wouldn't be using it for both good and evil? Exactly. We would be rich and, you
2: know, on an island somewhere, not talking to anyone.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Especially because we're all three so introverted. We'd be like, (laughs) we'd just be on a chain of islands that we didn't have to always see each other on either, you know. But no, that's what it just amazes right, me. I think this talk, year's yeah. been extra and maybe it's just Twitter. Maybe Twitter's just extra loaded with experts now.
2: Well, it's um, so much there's so many more people on than what it used to be. So
0: I think that's I part mean, the of Twitter, it. Too, perhaps. The
2: public Twitter I don't think is as valuable as the smaller group DM messages are now. So you yeah. know, if I want to know oh, how what a crop's doing, I'm not going to just put it out there and ask Twitter. I'm going to, you know, DM certain people in different areas that I know will tell me the truth and that yeah. are actually out there looking to see what I'm asking about.
0: Yeah. Or I'll just get them. I'll get messages of people giving me insight on things. Yeah. And I trust them. There's a certain group, you know, I call them the, they don't, you know, they're not one to call like cry wolf. And so over the last couple of years, there's a certain group of people that I've associated myself with that tell it like it is. Um, And the last couple of years, of course, that's meant that they've been like, well, you know, the crop's probably really good, you know, and these are the same people this year that are like, you know, I just, I'm a little nervous that it's not there. Like what I thought was there June 30th and July 10th is, is not there. There's a
2: lot of that out there right
0: now. Yeah. And so I'm interested to see, you know, the one thing is, you know, when the USDA compiled, because they said that their numbers this past month were very heavily survey related. And so, you know, I I honestly am still picking myself up off the floor when it comes to the soybean number, because going into this report, I said numerous times, and obviously I was very wrong, but... You know, it's August. It's an August first conditions number. Like the USDA isn't likely to do much of anything because we have to see what August weather looks like, and then they turn around and raise yield four bushels to the acre, which is a huge move in soybeans. Everyone that anyone that grows soybeans knows that they're not, you know, you don't have like a twenty yield bush twenty bushel yield swing typically. On a farm, do you care? I mean, maybe in Michigan we're weirdos, but my customers have always said, you know, a good crop's fifty, great crops fifty-three, a poor crops, you know, forty-six. You know what I mean? Like, it, you usually produce a, a relatively stable amount of.
2: Most of beans, growers but, who grow beans know that if you try and make yield estimates on your beans, your beans will make fools out of you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like wheat. You know, so I don't know. I just thought it was odd. I thought Amen. it was a really odd situation. So obviously now the USDA's hosed us three times in a row on beans. Um, well, in May it was a good number because they came out way too high on exports. And then they took them away in July. And then they gave us a shit ton of production in August. So I don't know. Maybe someone in the... Well, but the
2: I guess for me, in not being on the marketing side of it. So I don't really know. And you can correct me, but to me, you know, it's not going to be that record corn crop and how that's going to affect the market is going to be in the ending stocks, not really in what we're hauling in right now. Is that correct? Yeah.
0: I mean, that's yeah. The ending stocks, what's produced and where we end up next year would be a major, you'd have a major swing because we, the USDA added four bushel to the acre on 80 million 82 million acres, you know what I mean? So they added 362 million bushel of production. They took a hundred some, some hundred and seventy away from that with extra demand. So
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, aren't we eating away through yes.
0: our storage though? Yeah, our yeah. leftovers. Yeah. We our demand outpaces. So we produce like even with this record crop this year, I think we produce 14.2 billion or something like that. Our demand is like
2: 14.6. And I think last year, you know. What I'm not calling them this, but what people deem fringe acres for corn yeah. did really well last yeah. year. And so far those those same acres either aren't in corn or they have you know, some of that's been harvested has been a hundred bushels less than what it was last yeah. year. So Yeah. I think that's gonna have an impact too.
0: Yeah, I just really think that there's a lot of things that, you know, are are taking place that are just factors that no one's... I don't know. I just... I don't feel like what the USDA came out with this time is is accurate, but you have to trade it. I mean, you have to live like it yeah. is until they change it because that's all we know. And so
1: I, I'm just, I'm just going to sit and be quiet last year. I had to apologize to the USDA. Right? Be
0: serious, <laughs> I'll so. be the one to apologize this year. I just, I was, I was kind of irate on the inside when I saw those numbers come out and, you know, corn, like I said, even with that big increase in yield, that was somewhat unexpected, not necessarily um, completely because there was a point in time where I'll still stand by the, the fact I said, the start of June, July, that it seemed a lot of traders were focusing on a 180 plus bushel to the acre crop because of how good the the start was, you know, the idea that everything looked so great and so uniform. And, and then. There were so
2: many areas that didn't get any rain for like eight weeks. Oh yeah.
1: July was. Yeah. yeah, July was horrible. So, So
2: here's the big difference between another difference between last year and this year. So on average, it takes about 56 days of grain fill. Last year, we had like 68 to 70 days. So we had a lot of extra time to be packing in those kernels. Yeah. You know, this year, at the rate that we had been going at, we were looking at more like 46 days. Yeah. So, I mean, depending on where you are, I mean, obviously, I'm not talking about every single person's backyard. But, you know, so that's going to make a difference, too. And that's why I think it's just kind of all up in the air. So, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's going to be a disaster, but I don't think it's going to be a record either. So,
0: yeah, well, and that's I say the same thing. It won't need a crop disaster to incur to see tighter tighter ending stocks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a one seventy four. Had they left had they left production unchanged this month and and uh, at one seventy four and just adjusted demand, which some people will argue that the increase in supply is what increased the desire to To use it, which I'm okay, whatever. But the production number to me is still a hypothetical at this point in time. But so had they made the changes on the demand side and left the supply side relatively unchanged, we would have seen carryout drop back towards a one three five. You know what I mean? So that would have been the tightest that we've seen since 12, which is not comparable. I'm not saying 12.13 is comparable at all because 12.13, we were sub a billion which is considered pipeline minimum but it had been tight you know so it was like the USDA came out and said okay well you know we're just going to throw this arbitrary yield number at the wall and see what sticks and you know like I said they, they said it was derived by ear count and farmer survey numbers so I guess we'll see what what happens in September with it so but for now you gotta assume it's there I guess that we have magic seed now <laughs> So that's Wrigley likes magic She's like, yep, I like it. But so anything else you guys want to add before we wrap her up this week? I'm good. Me too.
1: Yep, I'm fine too. I All right. don't to apologize well, to anybody.
0: I, I'm not apologizing for nothing. My mother is a bovine for <laughs> my tweet. So my mom's going to be like, did you call me a cow? No, mom, I'm not talking about you. I'm making a joke referencing a tweet. Um, but anyway... <laughs> On that note, we'll wrap her up. Uh, Have a great week. Stay safe. Enjoy whatever it is that you're enjoying. Take time and uh, do you. So have a good one.